Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everyone. John Smoltz. If you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. Paul Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. Another great guest lined up for you, Martin Jarmond, who is the Director of Athletics at UCLA. He's going to join me this week. He was hired by the Bruins in 2020. He's one of the youngest athletic directors at a Power 5 conference. He discusses the rich history of UCLA. Did you know that they've won 120 national championships, including 11 in basketball? How that history is being taught to the current UCLA athletes, who many of them weren't even alive when some of those national championships were being won. UCLA's pending move to the Big Ten Conference and what that means for their student-athletes and the university itself from a financial standpoint, how the university is assisting its student-athletes with navigating name, image, and likeness, playing in the competitive Los Angeles sports and entertainment market, and UCLA's apparel deal with the Jordan brand. I think UCLA has some of the sharpest uniforms in all of college sports. This conversation with Martin Jarmond is also available to watch over on our YouTube channel at sportsbusinessradio.com. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Riggs, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Martin is uh, a wealth of knowledge, and UCLA is such an iconic brand and a university that everybody knows. And like you said, they're on the radar with their uniforms. They've always looked good and snazzy. And we did a road show there a few years ago with Baron Davis, and it was just a just a cool campus, great vibe. And uh, Martin just really shed some light on the the move to the Big Ten and uh, all the stuff going on with UCLA. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have questions about the logistics of the sports being played. You know, you're in the Pacific time zone. You're going to the Midwest. And in some cases, the Eastern time zone are all the sports going to travel or just some of the sports going to travel like football and basketball. So he answered a lot of those questions, which I'm sure our listeners have as well. Um, And then look, whether it's USC or UCLA, they don't want to play at 1030 at night anymore. They want to play their games in prime time when more people can see them, 
more eyeballs. That's a big part of this. And that also results in better name, image, and likeness deals, right? Like more people see you, you're going to get better NIL deals versus playing at a time where everyone on the East Coast is asleep. I mean, I've been on the East Coast for the last month. It sucks being on the East Coast when it comes to watching sports because the games start so late. Uh, I'm a West Coast, best Coast guy, and you know it's much better for watching sports. So they're going to play at a time in the day where more people can watch them going forward, basketball, football, and their other sports. Well, I think that's been the gripe with uh, Pac-12 schools is those, you know, Pac-12 after dark, they've branded it. But you're right. I mean, it's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> These games are getting over in New York City. And it's just like no one's going to watch, a, you know, a Utah versus UCLA game when it's at 10.30 at night, their time starting. It's just like it, it makes sense to move them back. And, and the Big Ten has that slot. You know, they get the 9 a.m., the noon kickoffs, the big noon stuff and all that. So I think instantly they're going to be exposed more to the national audience just because of that. All right. Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment is the official financial sponsor of Sports Business Radio. They work with athletes, entertainers, executives, creators, agents, managers, and the like. Hence, their committed support of college students seeking education, exposure, opportunity, and meaningful industry relationships through several college sports business conferences across the country. These include the Illinois Sport Business Conference. Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment is the presenting sponsor of this year's Illinois Sports Business Conference, a conference designed to connect leading sports business professionals with University of Illinois students aspiring to work in the sports industry through various workshops, networking events, and an annual conference. ISBC aims to foster relationships and create roadmaps for its students to explore potential careers and niches in the sports industry. Morgan Stanley Global Sports Entertainment will host a financial education workshop as part of the conference's programming, which will discuss the importance of financial education and the proper mindsets and approaches to help you embark on the right path to financial wellness. The discussion hosted by Morgan Stanley GSE will take place on February 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and the conference officially begins Saturday, February 25th. Also this week, Morgan Stanley GSE is a sponsor of the Duke Sports Business Conference. I want to be part of this sometime. I was just at Duke, beautiful campus. Plug, if you missed my conversation with Duke men's basketball GM Rachel Baker, find that in our archives. It's really all about the business of Duke basketball. But that conference is an annual conference built to expose and educate Duke students and the greater Duke community to unique perspectives and professional career opportunities in the sports business industry through various panels that cover topics such as sports media, social justice, sports analytics, mental health, and more. Morgan Stanley Global Sports Entertainment will host a panel discussion at this year's conference exploring the dynamics of working with an athlete on their financial game plan. I love that. The Duke Sports Business Conference was founded with the goal of educating and providing students with access to the world of sports business. This year's conference and panel will take place on Friday, February 24th. So pay attention to that. And lastly, Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment will return to the Penn State Sports Business Conference in March. That's on the 23rd and 24th as its presenting sponsor. The Penn State Sports Business Conference is designed to provide students a forum to learn about evolving trends in the business of sports and entertainment 
and allow for networking between students and successful sports business professionals and Penn State alumni. This year's program will feature a conversation hosted by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, exploring financial education, specifically the importance of financial wellness and starting your wealth journey and education process early. So some great stuff from the official financial sponsor of sports business radio, Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment there, Greg. Yeah, I mean, they are very involved with universities. I love that, um, you know, and they mesh well with us. That's so I'm so excited to have them as part of our uh, sports business radio because uh, we work well together and we're doing a lot of the same similar things. So it's uh, fun to have them on board. All right, let's look at some headlines before we get to our interview with Martin Jarmond of UCLA. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend. Griggs, I just wasn't that impressed by it. it. You know, I'm old enough to remember when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and all the top names participated in the weekend's festivities. And now the level of stars that are coming to participate in the skills challenge and the dunk contest, it's disappointing to say the least. I don't know what they need to do to incentivize the stars to come out. Um, Mac McClung was awesome in the dunk contest. He saved the dunk contest this year. He had some great dunks. I mean, you talk about don't judge a book by its cover, Griggs. When you see this dude walk on the court, you're like, uh, is that the ball boy? <laughs> like, you just don't think that this dude's going to come out and jump over people and do like 720 dunks and all the things that he did. But I was happy for him. And the other thing you got to love is his earnings to date on court, Griggs, $100,000. He won $106,000 for the dunk contest. So he made more in one evening from doing the dunk contest than he has on court. He's on a two-week contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. I hope he hooks on. You've got to think he'd be a fan favorite, even if it's just during warm-ups in the lamp line. <laughs> if he's doing some dunks there at the Sixer game, like people are going to think that's pretty cool but i know you know you gotta think of the roster spot and um you know we'll see but look unless they're getting zion and jaw morant and and some of these elite dunkers out there in the future what are we doing here why are we having all-star weekend why are we having the game itself the game was an atrocity i mean mike malone the coach of the Nuggets, said that was the worst basketball game he's ever been a part of and that's a guy who's been around the NBA for many, many years. So besides the you know TV obligations to TNT and besides the sponsor commitments to the dunk contest and the three-point contest and the game itself, like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this anymore? Yeah, I, I agree. I think there was some positive. I think Mac was must-watch. I think he stole the show, obviously. The skills competition was a joke because nobody even knew who, who these players were. You've never even heard of them. So that was that was dumb. And then uh, you could tell some of them just weren't even into it either. Um, I was interested in the three point because Dame Dalla, our man Dame, was in, was yep. in on that and he yep. won it, which Congrats was awesome. To Dame. Yeah, he's he's just money. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. And his shot How about of, his pull up from half court yeah. in the all star game. <laughs> I love sweet. that. Too. That was sweet. Yeah. And he had the game winning uh, three point shot, too, to uh, get to the one past 182 on points. So that was kind of cool, yeah. too. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just the game is is worthless. I mean, nobody plays defense. It's just, you know, bombing alley-oops and shots from all over court. I mean, it's like five minutes of that kind of cool, but four quarters of it, like, who cares? I think the TNT crew is good. Obviously, we, we've talked about how we love Chuck and the Shaq and their banter and all that. Yeah. That's great. Yep. The draft was a nice little twist. I thought it was kind of cool. 
Ernie, Ernie does a good job hosting the, you know, he's so good on TV. So I think he was great, but you know, a little too long probably, but kind of fun having them, you know, go back and forth and not knowing who's going to be on the team. So I kind of like that addition, but still not enough to save it. Well, and you know, now we have potentially hurt feelings of stars who didn't get picked first and may have been picked last. I mean, my gosh, get over that. Like, come on, you're in the all-star game. (laughs) You're one of the elite players. Like, if you're picked last, is it the end of the world? No. I mean, take some incentive from that and go out and kick everyone's rear. Yep. Jason Tatum had 55 points. He was the MVP. Uh, it was kind of cool seeing Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum go at each other. Yeah. They were on opposite teams, and you never see that because they're teammates on the Celtics. So that was kind of fun. But I don't know. It's just gone downhill. And I love Adam Silver, and I love the NBA, but I just don't have incentive to watch this. And and I really don't have incentive to go to it anymore, frankly. The Tech Summit on Friday is probably the thing of the weekend that I would want to see the most. Um, And the Tech where Adam Silver put Ahmad Rashad in the game, like he took his picture, (laughs) and then Ahmad Rashad is like in the game virtually (laughs) is really cool. If you haven't seen it, uh, follow us on Twitter at SB Radio. I retweeted that. It's it's pretty cool. But other than the tech summit, you know, and some people like going to the parties, and I understand it's networking and relationship building, and the shoe companies are having parties and you know all that stuff. But the other problem is a lot of people are exhausted from Super Bowl weekend just last weekend, right? And you've got Daytona 500 on the same weekend. Uh, that was won by Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, there's just a lot going on. So I don't know if it's the best time of the year anymore for this either. When a lot of the national media have been covering Super Bowl and they're like, well, we're not going to go cover NBA All-Star Game the very next weekend. Or we're not going to give, you know, other than the partners of the NBA, they're just not going to give a lot of attention to it. And finally, like I said, I don't want to be got off my lawn guy, but I'm old enough to remember when the all-star game was really an incredible weekend. And I just think if you can't get the mega stars, the superstars of the league to rally around it and participate in some of these things, it's, it's cheapened it. And I don't think people hold it in the same uh, level of esteem that they did years ago. Well, look, I mean, you talk about the fans voting these guys in. Well, I saw a poll too. Somebody put up a, a poll about who they want in the dunk contest. It was John Morant, Zion, all that. It had over a billion like likes and shares in about 20 minutes. Of I mean, it's like, that's what people want to see. They want to see the stars that in these right. games are dunking like John, Zion, and you know, whoever it is. And it's just like, that's what we need to change it. Cause I, I'm with you too. I was there with, you know, I was watching when Jordan and Dominique and the whole crew is doing the show. And it's just like, it's must watch TV, Kobe, everybody. It's just, that's what we I need mean, to get how about to. this? You know, people always say, Hey, burger. Why don't you offer a solution if you're so smart? <laughs> Here's my solution. There are companies that just spent $7 million on a 30-second ad just for the airtime for a Super Bowl spot. They probably spent another five on the production. So now we're at, let's say, 10 to $12 million. How about one of these companies puts up $10 million winner-take-all for the dunk contest? I think Zion, Jaw and others for 10 mil. Yeah. They're, they're probably going to show up for that thing. So don't do the Super Bowl ad. Sorry, NFL. <laughs> don't you think you're going to get a lot more exposure and run out of hosting that than doing a Super Bowl spot that, you know, is 30 seconds. 
I like that idea. I mean, money, money's king for anybody, even the big stars. I mean, 10 million, they'll take that. You need to get 100K, 106K, like you said, for uh, Mac to win the dunk contest. That's, you know, pennies for these big stars. So I like 10 million. I like that number. All right. Martin Jarmond, the director of athletics at UCLA. Like we said, lots going on with UCLA on and off the court and the field. We will talk to him coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. 5G is here. Is your stadium ready? From an immersive fan experience to efficient game day operations, 5G is transforming sports and entertainment. If you're ready to jumpstart your 5G transformation, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is one of the largest operators of indoor wireless networks in the U.S. They provide stadiums and arenas with state-of-the-art 5G networks and support teams across the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and NCAA. I'm constantly interacting with sports executives, and the reason they love working with Boingo is because Boingo manages 5G and Wi-Fi networks end-to-end, offloading very stretched IT teams. Whether your stadium is looking to support mobile ticketing, cashless payment, or connected operations, Boingo has you covered. But don't just take it from me. Their customers include world-class venues like Soldier Field, State Farm Arena, Petco Park, and University of Louisville. Boingo in 5G. Now that's what I call a win-win. For a limited time, Boingo has a special offer for sports business radio listeners. They're offering a free 5G assessment for your stadium or arena. To get started, simply email sbradio at boingo.com and mention this podcast. That's sbradio at boingo.com. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. My guest is Martin Jarman. He is the director of athletics at UCLA. He was hired by the Bruins in 2020. Formerly, he was the AD at Boston College, becoming the youngest AD for a Power 5 school at the age of 37. Martin, thanks so much for joining me on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm good, Brian. How you doing, brother? Good. I know we follow each other on Twitter. We kind of connected that way. Uh, I went to Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles. I was there with Ian Gathers and Bo Kimball were there. The left-handed free throw. Uh, left-handed free throw. But I've always been a UCLA admirer and been to many a sporting event at UCLA and you know, rich history there at UCLA. So uh, glad to have you on. No, I'm excited to be on with you. And I've I followed your work and you've done a tremendous job. And uh, thanks for thinking of us. And yes, rich history indeed. Absolutely. So let's start with your personal path. You were a student athlete. Uh, I was telling you off air before we started, I just went to Wilmington, North Carolina for the first time. You start on the basketball team, UNC Wilmington. How has being a student athlete helped you in your role as athletic director? Oh, it's helped tremendously. You know, the number one thing that you have to do is you, you've got to have a, a why. You know, what's your why? What's your connection? What's your purpose? Uh, because I, I talk about energy. I'm an energy guy, enthusiasm. And to have the passion that you need to be um, great. I want to be great right? You've you got to have a level of energy and enthusiasm about what you're doing. 
And at USC Wilmington, I was a student athlete and I had a great experience. You know, there were so many people that poured into me and I didn't have a great experience because it all went the way that I wanted it to. You know, I wanted more playing time. I wanted more shots, right? I, I wanted different things, <laughs> my career to go a different way. But the reality is it's life and, and you learn to persevere and to see it through and, and, to, and to have grit and, and you form bonds with your teammates and your coaches and administration. And so that was a, a great place for me to learn and grow and develop. And I had such a great experience that I wanted to give that that experience back. I wanted to give back. And so that's why I pursued this uh, this college athletics path. And, uh, you know, that has been has been good so far. So Wilmington, North Carolina, I think most of our listeners may know, home of Michael Jordan. The real MJ. The real MJ. <laughs> and, and the Jordan brand is your partner for UCLA. Uh, that seemingly has worked out terrific. Uh, I got to say, I'm not just saying this because you're on, I think your uniforms are the sharpest in, in college athletics. I love the colors. I love the fact that you're working with Jordan brand now. I know a lot of those folks... Uh, from being up in, in Oregon and campus isn't far away, but uh, yep. how's that all come together for you? It's been a beautiful partnership and, and the relationship is growing. You know, uh, we, we joined with, with Jordan brand and Nike uh, specifically in a time of challenge. I mean, it was in the, the heat of the pandemic and we were coming out of a, a situation where it didn't work out with our previous apparel partner. And so uh, we were in a spot and, you know, when you think about Jordan brand, you think about the excellence uh, and, and we talk about elite, you know, elite is a word that I use a lot. Uh, and, it, and, it's, and it's something I think about with UCLA and it stands for energy, leadership, integrity, toughness, excellence. That's elite. It's a mindset. It's not wins and losses. It's every day bringing that mindset, giving you everything I got. And that's what Jordan brand that align with us and, and who we are. We want to be a part of, with the best. And uh, I love Jordan Brand from the standpoint they're creative, they're innovative, they take risk. Uh, and and a lot of young people love Jordan Brand. You know, you got to have a level of of swagger and technology and innovation, right? Uh, because we're we're in the business of helping young people grow and develop. And you're in, and there's two things we do: you recruit talent and you develop talent. That's what we do. And Jordan brand and Nike allow us to outfit our student athletes with the best quality gear in the country, in the world. Uh, it's a world renowned company. And it's one that, that really invests in the things that matter to students. You know, you look at the companies during the social unrest of that summer of 2020, Jordan brand stepped up in a big way. And MJ was behind that, but a lot of people at Nike were behind that also. And, and that's what you want because that's who we are at the core. We serve, our students and our community. And that's what being a Bruin is about. Yeah. When I think about UCLA, I think about, is it 119 national championships? Is it more than 120? What else? Okay. I missed one. We won women's soccer in, in December. Okay. So 120 national championships. There are not many the country. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. So I think of the rich history and heritage how much do you instill that history and heritage into today's athlete that may come and, you know, didn't know John Wooden, didn't know Lou Alcindor, didn't know some of the giants that have walked on that campus? Oh, it's, it's ingrained in our athletic program uh, from, from the moment you step foot on campus. 
you'll see a 42. We have that number retired throughout campus and you'll see uh, symbols in, in the ground that say 42, for example. And you talk about Jackie Robinson, a four-letter four sport um, athlete here at UCLA, uh, Coach Wooden. You know, it's not just a statue that's, that's great right in front of Pauley Pavilion, but we have the Wooden Academy. That all of our student athletes go through the Wooden Academy where they learn leadership values, the pyramid of success, mm. right? Uh, competitive greatness. We use a lot of the things from the pyramid um, in our strategic planning and our everyday, how we help our student athletes learn about the history of UCLA, but also what, what um, is on them to uphold the tradition of excellence. You know, we stand on the shoulders of those that came before us. And you said it yourself, 120 national championships, second most in the country. There's a lot of excellence that, that was put into to getting that 120. And our job is to make sure that our student athletes and our staff and our coaches understand and embrace that. And how do we take that to the next level to continue on that tradition? So 50 years, 100 years from now, they're talking about not 120, but it's 160. But more importantly than the championships, it's the lives that have been impacted and the leadership that's been developed to where you go out and you're a leader and you serve your community the right way. That's what's most important to us. And that's what those greats, the Arthur Ashes, the Jackie Jordan Kersey, the Annie Myers Drysdales, the Kareem Abdul-Jabars, you know, the list goes on and on of great Bruins that transcend a sport. It's not just they're big in sport. They're big in the world for all kinds of causes that were important to them. And it has started here in Westwood. Yeah, I love it. I had the pleasure of meeting John Wooden before he passed. I went to the Wooden Awards in 1990 when Hank Gathers and Bo Kimball, who went to Loyola Marymount, where I went, were nominated for Wooden Awards. And uh, just wow. what a gentleman. And I mean, you want to talk about a legend? Like a lot of people throw the word legend around. John Wooden is, is a true legend. Brian, let me tell you a quick antidote story about when I first started here. So I started here in, in 2020, like you mentioned, it was all Zoom. Uh, I didn't meet. I only met out of our 275 staff, I met probably 30 people my whole first year because we were Wow, wow. So when I started, I was, I was remote. I was in Boston and I did a Zoom with student athletes my very first day on the job, even though I was living in Boston. And I asked them, it was freshmen and sophomores. It was like a younger cohort. It was about 80 people on the Zoom, 80 students from all of our sports. And I asked them, I said, tell me, what are the top two or three reasons you chose UCLA? And again, this is me as a new athletic director, new person trying to understand what is it about UCLA that, that made it attractive for young people to choose UCLA? Because you're talking about elite student athletes that could have gone almost anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the things that I think that I'm going to hear the top three are playing time, uh, L.A. and the environment. And, and the top two things I heard was the academic degree, the world-class university, number one public-rated you know, university in the country. I heard the academic profile of UCLA. But like second or third, it was the legacy of Coach John Wooden and the pyramid and what UCLA stands for. Wow. And I'm talking about freshman rowers, sophomores on the swim and dive team, talking about Coach Wooden. And, and I'm thinking, you've got to be 18 or 19 years old. How do you know about Coach Wooden? And I asked, and, 
And some of them, it was their parents. Some of them, that's just, just what they've known about UCLA. And so, you know, it makes sense to make sure we keep that tradition and that legacy alive because that's who we are. But also it helps from a recruiting and, and what is attractive to people wanting to be a part of UCLA. It's part of being a Bruin is, is learning that, respecting that, and embracing that. Um, so, so that was just an eye-opening for me that you had freshmen and sophomores talking about the importance of Coach Wooden and his values and his teachings in the pyramid and what that means to them. It was, it was incredible. That is incredible. And it shows they did their homework on UCLA and they studied their, their history. Hey, Ted Lasso uses <laughs> pyramid of success in his offense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite shows. So I, I love the fact that they've all been impacted by it. I remember I, when I was in a cubicle at Michigan state, back when I was 23 years old, I had a printout of the pyramid. In my in my cubicle wall, I had that up for probably two years. Yeah, and 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 I just loved what it represented. You know, I literally had it up. And you, you know, I'm a kid from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I never I never thought I'd be in LA and and at UCLA, but but you see some things over your past, and and it makes sense. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. There's nothing common about you. Now your talent, your drive, your achievements, or even your challenges. You need distinctive financial strategies that match your lifestyle and career trajectory. Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment was created to address your specific needs at every stage of your career and deliver the financial education and strategies you need to help advance your game plan. They speak the language. They know your business. Morgan Stanley will work with you to achieve your goals. I've trusted Morgan Stanley with my personal wealth management for almost 20 years. Visit Morgan Stanley at morganstanley.com backslash GSE. That's morganstanley.com backslash GSE. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. All right, let's talk about the move to the Big Ten Conference because I've got some questions about this, and this is one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on, just logistics. And and liter- literally, I do not understand this, so... I'm hoping you can explain it to me and to our audience because I get this question all the time. Are all of the student athletes at UCLA going to be traveling to the footprint of the Big Ten or is it just basketball and football? I think there's a lot of people that don't understand how it's all going to work. And obviously, the Big Ten schools would be traveling to Los Angeles as well. Has that even been decided yet? Oh, yes, absolutely. Our whole athletic program is transitioning to the Big Ten Conference starting August 2nd, 2024. And that's 537 days from now, but not that I'm counting. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but we're preparing uh, for that because we want to make sure that we put our student athletes in position to be successful from day one going into the Big Ten Conference. So we're doing a lot of work now as far as getting data points and understanding um, everything about the Big Ten schools and their athletic profiles and, and what they invested and what we're strong in and what we maybe have some deficiencies in that we may need to address prior to starting in the Big Ten Conference. But all of our teams are going. Now, there's some that are not sponsored in the Big Ten that uh, will not go. You know, for example, our men's and women's water polo teams, they're in the MPSF. They're not in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, so so they won't be going to the Big Ten. Um you know, we'd have beach volleyball that is not sponsored by the Big Ten. So some of our teams, you know, will not be going because 
that sport is not sponsored in the Big Ten, but all the other ones that are, uh, that is the plan. And and so we have some plans and contingencies for travel. You know, a lot of that is is to be determined, but we've gotten assurances from the Big Ten Conference and those members in the Big Ten that they're going to work with us and USC as far as flexibility, looking at different scheduling models. Uh, for example, the Big Ten currently doesn't do travel partners, whereas the current conference we're in does do travel partners. So, you know, you may play the Oregon schools on a, on a Thursday, Saturday, uh, that kind of thing. You may see some of those kind of things emerge in the Big Ten as a, as a response to the addition of USC and UCLA. Um, multi-team events where you might have an event or one place, but instead of just two teams playing, it might be four, it might be six, you know, those kind of things. And, and those things will work themselves out, but it's all in the best interest to try to make it more efficient for our student athletes uh, to travel and compete. But but we're excited about it, and um, it's it's going to be it's going to be great. Elite athletes want to compete when they have the most number of eyeballs on them, the most number of viewers. The Big Ten Conference Absolutely. signed a great media rights deal last year, and you're going to be playing at times that aren't 10:30 p.m. on the East Coast, so more people are going to be able to watch these athletes perform. Has that helped with recruiting? And I would imagine the athletes themselves are really liking this move because while you may have to travel a little bit further, you're going to be playing the biggest teams on the biggest stage at a time when more people can watch you. Brian, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, we we serve at the pleasure of our student athletes. That's the group that we, that, that I concern myself with, not the people on Twitter and social media yeah. and, and adults that live other parts of the country that, that chime in about, about what this move to the Big Ten means. I, I focus on our student athletes. I've talked to over 300 of our student athletes and a majority, a large majority of them are, are, are pumped up about this because you just said it. They want to play against the best. First of all, they, they, they are elite competitors. They want to play against the best. They measure themselves up against the best. Um, they want to have an elite education. That's why you come to UCLA. Um, and they want exposure. You know, this college athletics has changed so much in the last few years. And and not just NIL, but just exposure for recognition and what that means for you and your future. You know, in football, we this past year, we had five games that were either 7.30 or later Pacific Coast time. So um, I know you haven't spent much time on the East Coast. I have. When you're playing at 1030 at night on East Coast, you're not watching. You're not, you know, you're just not. It's a challenge to do that. And so now we're talking about windows where student athletes will be seeing 3X, 4X, the amount of eyeballs that, that usually see them. So now people will know who they are, their stories, their talents and skills are going to be on a national stage being able to be showcased. It's going to be incredible uh, for them and their growth and development. And also for UCLA athletics, uh, because that's something that that in my mind is a really big piece of this is how do we best expose our student athletes to let them showcase their talents and skills, to put them on that national platform um, at a major conference in a major way. And that's what this move to the Big Ten is going to do. And I would think with the more exposure, it's going to be a little easier to get some name, image and likeness deals, right? If you have more people watching you and you're in that prime part of the day versus late at night. And, you know, we know that this generation of student athlete 
NIL deals is part of their consideration when they're choosing a school and, you know, they want to make some money off of their name, image, and likeness. So what are you hearing from your student athletes about NIL and just navigating that whole space and how this move to the Big Ten may be helping them? Well, it's a game changer. And and let me say, I love it. You know, NIL is something that, that should have happened a long time ago. And uh, by and large, 90 Eight percent of the of the things that you hear about NIL, uh, as far as impacting student athletes, is positive. You know, you always hear stories and two percent. Anytime something is new, you can't believe everything you hear. First right. of all, you know, it's it's just a lot of conjecture and rumors about things. But but for the majority of our student athletes, NIL is a game changer because it allows you to learn in a college atmosphere and environment your brand, negotiating skills as far as contract. Um, accountability and responsibility uh, for for your brand, your image. Uh, those are all things that, you know, we want to help and teach and educate our student athletes about. So the ones that I talk to, they are really appreciative that they have this opportunity while they're in school to to not only just get some more money in their pocket, but also learn about business, the business of them and their skill and their talent. And that's no different than uh, extraordinary musician on campus can do that. You know, now they can be and do some of the things that that other students on campus can do. So it's great from that perspective, but also too, you want to give them the exposure and the opportunities to really help them figure it out. And at being at a national conference where you're going to span coast to coast, that's huge. And I look at NIL as as, as two things that you got to do. One. On your with your own athletic program, you've got to make sure you do everything you can within the rules to help your student athletes have success in the NIL space. Mm-hmm. That's why we created program at Westwood Exchange. You let companies and businesses and alums come on there, student athletes on there, it connects them directly. Right. So they can do deals directly with each other. We we're one of the first schools in the country to do to have an exchange. Uh, and then educate, we partner with the law school. Because it's contracts. A lot of student athletes told me, Martin, I get most of my deal offers in, in my DMs on Instagram where a company that I've never heard of wants to partner with me. Now we have a partnership with the law school on campus to where they have 3L students and faculty have a clinic where they can show them their fall and show them these deals that they're getting, these offers, and they can talk through it with someone, a UCLA student and a faculty person in the law school to help them navigate through that. You know, that's that's collaboration. I mean, that's a win-win for everybody. And so you got to do everything you can at the university level. And that's what we're doing. And then with NIL, you got to also look at the external landscape. You got to know what's going on and you've got to work with collectives and people, again, following the rules, but you got to do what you can to really help your student athletes, again, better themselves in that situation. And so that's what we're trying to do. A few weeks ago, I was at Duke University and I was told that 12 of the 13 scholarship players on the basketball team now have agents. Wow. Are you seeing that a lot of your elite athletes on the football and basketball teams are starting to get agents or has that trend not really come into formation yet? No, they are. I would say when you say elite, um, that is absolutely true. You know, again, anytime you have something new, you know, you kind of got to learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And and what we've learned is 
Um, some of our student athletes feel that to be able to focus on their craft and their studies and, and what they're really good at, they want somebody to come in and help manage that. And that's okay. You know, that's, that's something that they can do. And, and we support them how we best, how best we can, uh, if that's an option. But again, that's not for the majority. I would say over 90, 90 plus percent don't have an agent. Right. And, and that's what, as an athletic director, I have to think about them as far as what services can we provide partner with the law school partnering with the Anderson School of Management from a business perspective, looking at opportunities, evaluating it. What's your, what is the worth of this to your brand? What is it going to mean five years from now if you do this deal to what you're doing? You know, we got to make sure we help a majority of our student athletes. But I can tell you right now, over half of our student athletes have NIL deals. And we wow. have 700 student athletes. So that, that, think about that. NIL just came in less than two years, yeah. and half of our student-athlete population have, have some form of NIL deal, whether it's cash, whether it's free product, you know, those kind of things. They all, half of them have it, and that number is only going to go up. So it's fascinating to watch, uh, but it's, it's exciting, too, because this, this, is, this is an incredible learning opportunity for our young people. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Your fantasy leagues might be over, but you can still play fantasy sports games on Underdog Fantasy. I love playing Pick'em and Rivals. With Pick'em, you can pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. You can win 20 times your money in a single night. You pick between two and five players to build a pick'em entry. Also, rivals pits two players against each other. That's a lot of fun, too. It could be two players on the same team. It could be two players from other teams. Points, rebounds, fantasy points. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying that with NBA games, especially right now. Sign up today with promo code SBR and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with my promo code SBR, like Sports Business Radio, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 plus and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. You mentioned the Anderson School a few minutes ago. I'm a big fan. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, uh, I did a live show from UCLA, and my guest was Baron Davis. And oh, yeah. I was so energized. BD. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's got his hands and everything and interns everywhere, as he told us uh, during that conversation. But you know, really smart guy. And it was great being in front of some of your business students and you could just see how sharp they are. And, you know, I think what you're doing in the NIL space is impressive and it's great to educate them. So, you know, if they do go to that next level, um, they understand how it all works. And even if they don't, they still understand how it all works. Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, the, I, I think anytime you have, um, the level of expertise and excellence on on campus or where you are, you got to tap into. Yeah, you know, I just had lunch today with with two of the guys from Anderson, 
faculty that are in data analytics. And we talked about what are some of the things, what are some of the questions that as we look at college athletics and how it's changing, where it's going, what are the questions and what kind of data do we have to where we can maybe start up a partnership? And, and that's the beauty of being on a college campus. That's the beauty of collaborating with partners is, is there's, it can be a one plus one equals three. And, and that's what we're trying to do with, with our student athletes in this space. All right. The landscape of college athletics is evolving. You guys are moving. I mean, it's like <laughs> musical chairs and you don't want to be left without a chair. Where is this all going? Um, because you just wonder, are we going to end up eventually with just like the superpowers and a couple of conferences or, you know, is it going to remain somewhat like it is now? You're an athletic director at a major school. Where do you think this is all going to end up? Brian, there's one thing that I can guarantee you about where this is going to end up. It's going to be different. Yep. It's going to be different. And you have to be flexible adaptable and be able to, to see, you know, where it's going and adjust on the fly. My focus, our focus is putting our student athletes in position to be successful and putting this program in a position of strength. And you've got to have a foundation through when it's chaos and change, you got to have a foundation. You got to understand who you are. You got to, you got to double down on that, but also too, you've got to cast your net to the future and what it looks like and how best to adapt. So I know that it's going to look different. That is a fact. What exactly is it going to look like? I don't know. And if you know, Brian, or anybody else, they need to go play the lotto right now because I'm sure it's growing. <laughs> but, but what I do know is if it's going to be different, whether it's legislatively, politically, model, um, all of those things are on the table. You've got to be flexible. And you, you've got to make sure that, that you make decisions in the best interest to support the people you serve, the students, and, and you've got to be able to adjust. Because right now, what I think is going to change. But the question is, how do you adapt? And that's one of the things that I try to, try to pride ourselves in is thinking about, hey, all the things we have done, all the things we have gone through, we're going to go through more. You know, you've got to have a level of grit and see it through. You've got to have a level of, 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 of strength to be able to just anticipate and understand and not change, not hold on to, to, to the past. Change is inevitable. And you're going to either be at a camp that adapts to it or dies from it. We're going to adapt to it. And we're going to evolve and continue to evolve at UCLA. Well, I thought you were a really smart hire. I'm not just saying that because you're on. <laughs> you, you, you're young and you speak the language of today's student athlete. You were got more grades popping in though, bro. Well, I mean, him, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're still close enough in age to today's student athlete. You understand the language they speak. And then you're innovative and you're not afraid to change. There's a lot of the old fuddy-duddies that they want things to remain the same. They don't want to change. They're traditional. And that's just not the way the world works anymore. Whether it's in sports or business or technology or outer space or anything, it's a different world. So if you're going to stick to your convictions and say, nope, I'm, I'm not going to adapt, then like you said, you're going to die. It's adapt or die. And I think 
you are the perfect person for this job right now at UCLA because you understand change and you speak the language of the student athletes. Brian, you got to be a student of the game, the game of business, game of life. You know, Steve Jobs, amazing. His book, you know, you talk about what the, the iPod sales were. And then if you come with the, the iPhone, how it was going to cannibalize that. You know, not everybody's built like that. But, but he was able to see, Apple was able to see and modernize and adapt. And, and it looked like cannibalization, but really it was a bet on their future growth. Just this, you know, you got to learn from that. Just this past year, we started a program where, um, you know, you pay $14.99. We called it a golden pass. The, the DIN pass is our student, after our student pass, the DIN pass, like, a, you know, the DIN. We call this golden pass but it's for alums that are within 10 years out and you can pay $14.99 a month and you can come to whatever games you want to. You don't have to have a commitment of a season ticket. And, and part of the reason we did that, even though that's going to cannibalize our season ticket sales, right? You know, you might have um, students that, that go 10 to 15 years before they buy a season ticket because they don't have to necessarily, but you got to understand that, that demographic, Everybody has Netflix. Everybody has Hulu. Everybody has, you know, if you if you start to have a family, you're going to have Disney Plus. You're used to paying for those type of services in, in an on-demand format. So that's what we did with our, you know, ticket sales this year. And so you've got to learn. I mean, you're not you're not you're not going to reinvent the wheel, but you got to be willing to take risk, take chances, be bold, adapt and have that elite mindset every day to where you got to do some things and some will work out, some won't. That's okay. We go, we're going to keep trying and keep pushing. Just a couple more questions for you. You're in Los Angeles. Like I said, I went to Loyola Marymount. I'm, you know, I understand the LA market, but it's very competitive. I mean, you've got UFC across town. You've got the Lakers and the Dodgers and the Rams and the Chargers and how do you get your piece of the pie in that competitive market where so many other options exist for sports entertainment? You got to control what you can control. You know, first we can control our product. We got to make sure that we support our coaches and our student athletes to where we, we put a successful program out there to where fans will be interested in coming. You know, you can't look external. You got to look internal first. That's the first thing. So, so what can we do to make sure that we're, um, putting a product on the field of competition or play that people want to come and enjoy. The second thing is we got to focus on the people we got. You know, we, we have a natural base of UCLA, whether it's alumni, fans, come to campus, you've experienced it. We got to make sure that we cater to those people because we got to keep who we have that have a vested interest. Mm -hmm. And then I think after that, you really have to look for um, the youth. You know, I'm a big proponent of energy. I think you need to have energy in your venues and energy starts with you. Energy starts with students. That's why I think it's really important to focus on the students. And I try to connect with the social media and different ways with students because that's where the juice is. That's where the energy starts. It's a lot easier when students stand up and yell for, for a defensive stop than all the other fans around them start standing up. You know, you, you, you watch that, 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 that energy that phenomena starts with, with young people. And so you've got to understand and try to make sure that we are enticing to compete with the phone, to compete with the couch, to compete right. with the fridge, 
Uh, and and I, and those are things that not even those teams that you just mentioned, you know. So I don't I don't focus on the other the other entities that are pro sports as much. I focus on us, and I focus on uh, the things that I really feel we're competing against. I don't feel we're competing against the Lakers. I feel we're competing with the four hundred five in LA traffic. And how do we shrink that? And how do we look at game times? How do we look at things logistically to make it easier for our fan to consume our product? Yeah. I could ask you a million more questions, but we'll end on this. Uh, mental health has become such a big topic on college campuses and with our young people. What is UCLA doing to address the mental health of student athletes, whether they come in and they're like burned out because they had to work so hard to earn that scholarship or they're just struggling with you know, being a young person in today's world on campus. We're doing a couple of things, Brian. I mean, you hit it. The mental health is so important, um, especially going through a pandemic. You know, that was hard on a lot of people. You're still feeling the impacts uh, of, of our student athletes competing with no fans and, and having that isolation and not, not being together. You're still seeing it and feeling it. So you, so you got to do a couple of things. One thing we've done, First, we, we added more mental health support staff. Uh, we spent over half a million dollars this fall uh, to add extra full-time staff members so we could cut down the wait times of, of our student-athletes that were waiting to, to have appointments. Uh, we've invested more in teletherapy as well. We've also done some, some spots at all of our competitions that have video boards about mental health. Um, you know, we called it um, a mindful minute. And, and I'm one of the first ones that speaks on there about mental health. When I go out and speak, I always talk about my therapist. I have a therapist. I've had one for years. We try to destigmify that. I think it's important for everybody to talk to somebody that doesn't have a vested interest in your success or, or what you do. And, and, and that's just a couple of things that we try to make sure to normalize talking and, and taking care of you. That's it. You know, you got to take care of you. My right, game right. You can't compete and do all these things unless you, you're right in your mind first. And so, so we've done that, and uh, we partnered with some people on campus as well to try to have we, – we had our first health and wellness day where we're trying to make that a part of our culture as far as what we do and how we take care of our own people. Um, and, and so you, you got to talk about it. Anything that's important, you got to talk about it inconsistently. And that's how you make it a part of your fabric and your DNA. And so mental health and the well-being of, of our people, um, that's just something that we're always thinking about and we're going to continue to think about. Look, I go to therapy every week too, just like you, and it's one of my favorite times of the week. <laughs> if, I, if I get a therapy every day, I would. But seriously, I think it's important that men are out there uh, talking about mental health because, you know, it used to be that you had to be macho and you you know, we're going to lose playing time or lose your position with the coach if you talked about your struggles with mental health. So the more of us men that are out there saying it's okay to talk about it and go to therapy and, and you know, meditate or do whatever you need to do to help yourself, I think people are going to be far better off, especially our young people. And be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's we have to make sure our young people and and not just young people, like my teammates, people I work with, it's okay to be vulnerable and share. Uh, usually that helps you connect with people and it, and it lets them, you know, kind of 
kind of bring their guard down a little bit. And then that's when the magic happens, when you're vulnerable and you're sharing and you're open and transparent. So then those layers get removed and, and you can be who you are. You know, I want everybody to come to work being them, their authentic self, uh, because that's where the magic happens when you can be authentically you. So um, it's, it's important and it's something that, that we're going to continue to invest time and resources into because, uh, you know, that's at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta make sure you take care of yourself and what you need from a mental and a, emotional standpoint to be good. Martin Jarmon, he is the director of athletics at UCLA. Thank you so much for joining me on sports business radio. This was a pleasure. Continue success to you. And uh, I got to get to a Bruins game one of these days. Yes, you do, Brian. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sports Business Radio. Uh, this was an honor for me. And let me know when you're in L.A., man. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. When it comes to your health and longevity, you hold nothing back. You understand what it means to push harder, reach farther, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed recovery, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real-time recovery pro tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash SBR. That's insidetracker.com forward slash SBR. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our team at Sports Business Radio, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Ryan Nakajima, and our friends at CG Sports who power Sports Business Radio, CG Young, Matt Amerlin, Nicole Wardle, and Calvin Wirtz. I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions, griggsproductions.com.